Now I have another reason for the nickname Manolito. She'd chuckled gently the next time he visited on his own. As he made his way back toward the kitchen, his mouth watering in anticipation of the snail-shaped rugelach, their brown cinnamon and sugar syrup trapped between layers of crisp, warm dough, he saw Grandpa David stooped over the foot-powered sewing machine, a single electric bulb hanging above his head. He had his half-moon glasses all the way down at the tip of his nose, concentrating on the collar of what looked like a dress shirt. His curly red hair, liberally sprinkled with white and gray, rose to several points along his forehead. Manuel knew he'd been pulling at it as he worked. He put his hand on his grandpa's shoulder for a moment. Hi, Grandpa. You're going to have tea with us. It took Grandpa a full minute to come back into the room from wherever his head had been while sewing. Ah, Manolito. Rugelach. Yes. Just a moment. Manuel gave his grandpa's shoulder a squeeze and continued toward the kitchen. For just a second, it crossed his mind that it was taking Grandpa longer every day to focus on the things going on around him. But then Grandma placed a mug of sweet, warm tea with milk and a plate of rugelach on the table, and all concerns were swept away. A full twenty minutes later, Grandpa emerged from his sewing room. Grandma Miriam had served him some tea, then put it back on the stove, served him some cookies, then put the tray back in the oven, at least three times. She had gotten up a fourth time before her husband had finally appeared at the door. Ach, David, another minute and I come get you. You take so long. What is happening to you these days? You take so long. A puzzled glimmer passed through Grandpa's gray eyes. Then he realized he still had his reading glasses on, so he took them off, folded them, and tried to put them in his pocket. He missed twice before he finally managed to tuck them in safely. He smiled down at his wife, putting his large arm around her shoulders. Ah, my soft little peach, you get impatient in your old age. Grandma Miriam relaxed into his arm. When she spoke again, all irritation was gone, replaced by a warm sweetness that matched the cookies she was taking from the oven. Such a charmer. Sit down while I pour your tea. About halfway through his plate of rugelach, when he tried to pick up his mug to wash down a mouthful of sugared cinnamon, Grandpa David's hand collapsed and the mug fell to the floor, pieces scattering in all directions. Manuel and Grandma looked up in alarm, and Manuel began cleaning up the pieces of the broken cup. A disoriented look in his eyes, Grandpa tried to pick up one of the remaining cookies, but he had lost all function in his right arm. Manuel sat down next to him and handed him the cookie, but Grandpa's fingers could not close around it. Looking up, Manuel caught Grandma's gaze and saw his own panic reflected in her eyes. Within a month, Grandpa David had taken to his bed stricken by a mysterious disease that ate away his muscles and turned him into a tiny, wizened fraction of his formal self. Though business petered out as people learned of Don David's condition, Grandma insisted on keeping the tailor shop open every day, except for the stray shirt or jacket that needed mending, which she would then see to herself. She spent her time in the back room, next to the wood-burning stove, stirring simmering soups that wafted rosemary and basil into the shop's increasingly stale air.